welcome to the Produce Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nickel, and I'm so pleased to be joined today by Julie Mar Rosado, Director of Retail and International Marketing for the National Watermelon Promotion Board. As some of you may know, the board hosts an awesome display contest every summer to encourage stores to really get creative in their merchandising and marketing. And if you've listened to this podcast for long, you know that display contests are something that I am personally a big believer in. So I always love to hear the behind the scenes of planning them, getting participation, and of course, the great results that they so often produce. So Julie Barr, congratulations on another year of the contest and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I am happy to be here. <laughs> awesome. Well, Julie Mar, let's start with a little bit of background. How how long has has the board been been doing this contest? I know I've I've heard about it every year that I've been in the business. Well, so same. I I have been with the board since 2010. So I've only been with the board for only, right? I've only been with the board for about uh, you know, 12 years, give or take. Um, but uh The contest has actually been around before even I was on the board. So this uh, we just wrapped up uh, the 14th annual uh, merchandising contest. It did start as a display contest to um, encourage National Watermelon Month, which is in the month of July, um, and also to encourage stores to basically do something really fun and exciting with the one of the larger products in the produce department. Um, so it started out as a display contest. And then as we moved in kind of with the times, if you will, and with, um, you know, 2020, we, you know, we had to figure out how can we um, adapt this contest to be a little bit more feasible. And so we, we kind of did a couple of things. So first, we expanded the contest dates to be from not just the month of July, but July and August so that there were um, other retail stores that had, you know, maybe product that they get later in August or, you know, just to kind of encourage overall participation. Um, And then we also um, turned it into a merchandising contest, especially in 2020, when there wasn't as much foot traffic in the stores so that you, we could encourage stores to look at their other avenues of marketing and that way they can look basically look at the path to purchase of the customer right so we wanted them to use mixed marketing tactics we wanted them to still use the displays of course they're eye grabbing and catchy and beautiful um but we also were like what else what other things could you do so over the last couple of years especially we've seen a lot of shift of that um and we we love it uh i love getting the display uh specifically the display entries i like getting the entries and just seeing what they do how they theme it um for for a while we did have a star spangled category and then like a classic category um but now we just kind of do overall grand prize uh, with a second, third, um, and then four, uh, four honorable mentions. Um, so, so we've stuck with the merchandising component, uh, since 2020. Um, and so that's also been equally interesting as well. So 
it's been it's been fun to kind of see it evolve over the years and things like that. <laughs> Very neat. And what were some of the things in in 2020 and even 2021 that stood out to you as far as components that maybe folks wouldn't have thought of or emphasized as much before, but that got some more attention, like you said, as everyone's like, ooh, we're not getting the foot traffic that we used to right now. Right. So we actually did see a lot of social media posts and, you know, a lot of the resources that we provide to stores, you know, anything that's on our website is basically, you know, for them to use. Um, and, and we've also came up with, you know, generic social media posts that are like health value versatility, just trying to come up with any resources that we might have available that might be good at store level, but it was interesting as we shift to a more merchandising contest and encouraging not just in-store, but also, you know, before they even get there, we saw really great social media posts. We saw really great recipe videos, um, Instagram lives, Facebook lives, uh, and even just featuring the, the local farmer that was in the store, you know, things like that, which I really um, enjoyed to see. Uh, I particularly like when I, I mean, I know this is going to sound whatever, but I like when people, when I see our assets being used, because I think that that's why we're here. We want to make sure that we're giving, you know, retailers what they need to market our product, you know, and, and so when they use our recipes, when they use our materials, it's just really nice to see kind of, I don't know, I, it's kind of a one big happy family feel like we're all in this together. We all want to push produce. Everybody should eat more produce in general. So um, I like when they use pairings of different um different products in the produce aisle uh one of the one of the more popular sampling things that we've seen is our salsa like through and through every year so it's nice to see when they do um I, one entry i remember they did this beautiful display that educated on selection and on health um but then also they did social media posts they would make carvings to you know include in the display they would get other departments interested in it so it when they were running their display then you would see the bakery would have you know little watermelon looking cupcakes and things like that so i just i i like when when um i like when retailers are very excited and they get other departments involved i think i think it kind of bodes really well for promotion in general. Absolutely. Well, and as you were describing some of the different components, I imagine you guys see a great amplification effect when someone's not only got them in the ad, not only got the in-store display, but they've been talking about it on social media. They've got the, the carvings there to kind of grab attention as you walk in the store. Maybe they do the picture of the carvings also on social media. I imagine that all just kind of feeds off each other the more touch points that they get out there. Yes, I, I do like the thing, I guess the thing is too, uh, when I think about um, the possibility of uh, stores entering the contest, it's also, you know, you also have to do what, what it is that you're, what kind of customer is coming into your store and where do they lean? So 
maybe they're not big display, that's fine. You can still do something really nice and then lean heavier on social media. If you know most of your customers visit, whether it's your page or website, we did get um, some stores that dedicated a section of their website to watermelon, which I thought was really cool. Um, and then there's some, it, it was, I think what I liked about it the most is that the possibilities were just completely endless. So we would get one that would do this amazing display, you know, really nice and large. Um, and, but then we would get another one that had this great website like section. And then we would get another one that did amazing social media. But I think the most important thing is that they did a little bit of everything, even if it wasn't heavy on one or the other, they did a little bit of everything. So I like that there was this, hmm, I'm going to try this out kind of thing, you know, which I, I do enjoy that. We did a loop of promotion in the past. And um, and so that was through our communications department. And I remember a store used that as their inspiration for their merchandising, which I thought was great. And also that, you know, they were kind of like, oh, this is cool that they're doing this. I want to do it some more kind of thing, which is, I, I love that. I just love, I love the creativity that spawns when um, stores are given the opportunity to do it, you know? Now, as you've described, you guys get such a diversity of approaches and and in-store and digital and all these different aspects. What, how do you how do you judge what comes back? Well, what's the criteria you put forth? And then how do you decide, well, oh my gosh, like these people were phenomenal in this area and they did some of everything, but these folks were phenomenal in this area and they did some of everything too. How, how do you approach that? I mean, it's kind of interesting. That's a really good question. <laughs> So the things that we look for when we're judging a contest, um, for me, it's the number one thing is the shopability, right? So if you have this wonderful display, but people cannot get it, then it defeats the purpose of doing something like that, right? So we base it really on overall creativity, creativity, but then also merchandising and marketing tactics. So there is a little bit to be said of did you know, did they make the effort to try to do all the different touch points that they could at the point of sale, right? Mm -hmm. um, or did they, uh, you know, we have point of sale materials. That's not part of our judging criteria necessarily, but sometimes it's nice to see, you know, them using point of sale materials, even if it's not ours, um, whether it's digital or not. Right. So I think I think it's more about educating the customer and then implementing those tactics. Right. So so we really do look I we look at the shopability and then we also look at the overall kind of overall point. Like if it all makes sense and it comes together, it's a beautiful thing. Right. So. For sure. And I'm so glad that you mentioned shopability because for especially, especially for a larger item like the watermelon, it reminded me, I actually had a, an older family member who was just talking the other day about, she was excited because there was a sale. There were 99 cent pumpkins, but they were at the bottom of, you know, the bin. And she's like, oh, well, there's no way I'm reaching in there, you know, to pull that out. So even I'm sure some of the merchandising techniques like dumbing things up. So someone's not having to, you know, be bent halfway over trying to search at the bottom of the bin to be able to get their watermelon, right? 
Those, right. those are practical concerns. It makes sense that you guys look at that. Yeah. I mean, I think also it's very, um, you know, you want it to move, right? You want it to, to leave the store and you want it to be a good product. And like some of the ways to be able to do that is to take the time. If you have it, we know that people at retail are very busy, but take the time to rotate the product or bring it up. Um, you know, just so that there, there is easy access. So even if something is an impulse purchase, they will feel more impulsive to purchase it if they can see it and get it very quickly, you know? So I, I do think, I do think there is something to be said for, um, for that, especially if you're running a promotion, like I think it's important. Sometimes it doesn't matter. The stuff just goes off the shelf, but if you're trying to get, get it all going, you want to make sure that it's, it is accessible to the customer that wants it, you know? For sure. Well, I mean, so many things, right. And merchandising part of, part of it is removing any, any barriers, right. So whether that's a physical barrier, like, oh my gosh, I don't really want to reach down in this bin and try to pick up the watermelon. If somebody's older or not comfortable with that or whatever, or even on the, the educational side, like you mentioned point of sale materials around how to easily cut this or all the different ways you can use this if folks are, are waste conscious or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you said, for every store, that demographic, that audience will be a little bit different. And so I'm sure there's a lot of great, you know, tailoring to the specific customer base for different stores. Yes. And I think also it's, you know, it, to your point about, you know, how to cut it and understanding the product more for us, it's like mostly selection. You know, most people know how to select it, but if it's there, they'll be like, oh, okay, that's what I need to look for. And something else, like if stores, you know, with our merchandising contest, we say you can do fresh cut, any um, type, you know, all of that. So if you're doing cutting in house from the bin that you're receiving um, and you put them near each other, that also helps to educate the customer on the quality. So that way they're like, oh, that looks good. I'm going to take a whole one. Um, You know, a lot of people don't know that the rind is edible. So, you know, we have very much a lot of use the whole watermelon, like this amazing rind stir fry that I just can't get over. Um, But, you know, things like that, you know, if they're not sure what to do with the rind or they feel like it's, oh, you know, a whole watermelon, ew, you know, that's too much waste. Well, no, I mean, here's some things you can do with it, but it, you know, it just depends. Again, it depends on the customer. It depends on the kind of customer that comes into the store, you know? So, and they're all different, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I was curious too, how you found, cause you mentioned like you know, it, it takes, it takes additional time to, to kind of build this infrastructure around and do some of this additional promotional work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's always work that, that pays lots of dividends, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> what have you found as far as kind of, you know, willingness to, to undergo some of this, um, and maybe this year a little more settled down, hopefully than 2020 and 2021. <laughs> Well, I know that, you know, I think, well, I think that right now, which I think is a whole other podcast in and of itself, I'm sure that there's staffing issues going on. So, you know, depending on kind of the level, every, 
every retailer is structured differently. So, you know, if they are able to, if they're able to have onus of their produce departments and they can do kind of their own thing, usually those uh, tend to participate. Um, if they, you know, it gets a little bit more touchy when they're, you know, when they have kind of rules in place or they don't have merchandisers that come in. I have found that that's like a thing now, you know, having the merchandisers come in and do the merchandising, which is also fine. Um, I think I find that I do find that, you know, we don't for our entry process, we do not require them to report sales, um, movement numbers or anything. It's not required. It is optional. But I will say that on average, every year, the people that do report experience at least a 15 to 20% increase in sales versus the previous year. And so I do find that, okay, it might be a little cumbersome. It might take a little extra time. Um, but even if you're doing a small display, maybe you don't have a lot of room in your store and that's fine. But even if you're doing a small display and then doing a lot of social media or vice versa, um, I find that it is beneficial. I think that merchandising in general is beneficial if it's done right, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say if it's done right in like that there's like a wrong way, but I just mean if you take the time to, you know, educate consumers and market to them, or at least provide them with information, they're a little bit more open to the product that you're trying to promote. Absolutely. Well, and, and to your point too, planning is everything, right? It's like, you know, knowing that, okay, we're going to do this on social media. So based on that, you know, we, we're, we're thinking maybe we'll move this much more volume. So this kind of tells us either the space that we want to use, how much more frequently we want to be in there, you know, rotating and making sure the display is full. Um, and then the other thing is well, what I find that is always really cool with um, whether it's a display contest or sales contest overall is what I've often been told is it often turns into this really cool opportunity for training and for, you know, giving projects to maybe that assistant produce manager or your produce clerk who's showing promise and, you know, is interested in getting involved in some of some special projects and things like that. So that's always really fun for me to see is, you know, you've got the immediate sales increase. You generally have, you know, as long as the quality and all that stuff is on par, you generally have repeat sales going forward out of that. Mm -hmm. And you have this opportunity for your team to do something fun and ideally get more, you know, training and, and some neat experience out of it is that uh, out of it that way as well. So I'm always a big fan of contests. That's just me. <laughs> I think it's a really good way to also like spur up morale if that's a thing that needs to happen in the store. Um, and it is a really good way to educate as well. And I think, I do think that planning is such a big thing. So, and I do know that there could be some contest fatigue because we all like to do contests and produce, but we, the reason we do is because it's effective you know, not just for us as an organization, but also for the stores themselves to see some sales, to see like, this is the potential that you have to move your product. But I do think that planning is a big thing. You have to, you know, have an idea, first of all, have an idea of when the contest runs. And then you have to decide, okay, what for our contest specifically, you have to have it for at least a week, whatever the promotion is. 
You have to have it for a week in the month of July or August, both. We would love it for to be two months, have a promotion <laughs> for two months, it'd be great. Um, but I think that, you know, if you know, okay, this is when we're gonna get our product or this is when we sell the most, at, you know, it does take planning. You have to kind of be like, okay, this is when we, I think we're gonna get our order. This is what I think I wanna do. These are the dates. Okay, let's, if we want to do social media, let's do an EdCal. And then if we want to do ads, what are we going to do in the ads? Are we just going to like put them on sale? Are we going to add a link to a recipe or QR code? Very, you know, those are very popular now. Um, So it's all about the planning process as well. But I think that, I think it is a way to get departments excited. I think it's a way to get customers excited. And I think it is a way, to your point, to educate folks into maybe a product that they're not regularly, you know, dealing with, I guess would be the right way or working with on a regular basis. And Julie Mar, I know you said um, the results are, are not finalized for, for this year's contest. Can you give us a, a sneak peek of some of the cool things that you have seen so far, just kind of an early review? I mean, well, we had a hurricane, so that kind of killed my review time. However, <laughs> um, in, the, in, the, in the time, what I have seen as far as the, um, first of all, there is, uh, we had a commiss, we had commissaries that participated and they're usually pretty active participants in our contest. So we're always very grateful for that. Um, and I, they, they did a lot of fun in the sun, which I love. The theme was great. Like I thought it was really good. Um, but then we did have some other stores, um, that did these great displays this year. We also partnered with Tahin. Um, they, added an additional incentive. So if you, if you, you know, showed Tahin in any of your promotional materials for these entries, they added an additional incentive, which was really cool. Um, and so we did have a few entrants that uh, included Tahin, which by the way, if you've not had watermelon and Tahin, it is delicious. It's like <laughs> the most amazing thing ever. Um, but um, I think the most that we saw, honestly, were displays, actual displays. We did get some social media, some website shares, uh, some recipe shares, but mostly displays, which I was actually kind of like, wow. But I think that just speaks to people wanting to go back to whatever the new normal is, wanting to like be in the store and be like, yes, this is what we're doing. Um, so, and again, you know, the reports were that they did good as far as, you know, um, movement and things like that. So mostly displays, which I, you know, in 2020, we did have great displays. Displays are always a part of the merchandising process. I feel like, I feel like you can't, you cannot have a contest without some kind of display, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know if you agree or not, but it's just, it's just, that is what it is. Um, so we, you know, in 2020, we did have displays, but we did have a lot of social media because again, the foot traffic was lower in 2021. It was about 50, 50, like as far as like social media plus displays, still displays, but this year it was predominantly displays, which I thought was interesting. 
uh, but in a great way, just because that just shows that people are ready to be in the stores and to have that experience in the store. So I, 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 I can't say much because I haven't gone through all the entries, but I will say one right. of the really beautiful displays this year, um, which I, I like. I, I, I think it just looks nice. <laughs> I don't, I know that sounds so simple, but you know, and of course, like we're in the produce industry. So we're going to go in a store and immediately be like, oh my God, that looks so nice. But I also feel like people are going to be like, oh my God, that looks so nice, you know? So a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, cause e- even when, when we think about beyond the produce industry, right. If you walk into a a clothing store and things are well merchandised, you notice you're like, oh, well, that shirt with that jacket, with that necklace, that does look really good. I, I try on, you know, a couple of those together where I would have just picked out one maybe before or missed or missed that entirely because that's not what I thought I was coming in looking for. Right. Right. Yeah. And so even as those things speak subconsciously to your average consumer and other categories, it's the same thing with produce. So I'm glad I'm glad that uh, it sounds like there's still a lot of enthusiasm around um, using those those tactics to to really move move more fruit. Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting that you say that, because like I, you know, when I started in this industry, I did not have an agricultural background. I could cook, but I wasn't like a great cook, you know, <laughs> like forever ago. But it was really interesting as I progressed in the ag industry, when you go into the store, there is something to be said about good looking produce like departments, I guess would be the right way to put that. Cause I know that for me, sometimes when you go into a store, you're already overwhelmed because there's just so much. Uh, but when it's like organized and when it's, you know, when you can, when you can see like where things go and where they are, there's something about that, that you're just like, Oh, this is, yes, this is where I want to come back. (laughs) You know, this is where I want to come back. And I have, I have nephews that are in their early and mid twenties and they're very similar. Like they, they like stores that, they know, you know, everything looks like it, it's in the right place or they're known, you know, it's interesting, like talking to younger generations and their shopping patterns versus slightly older generations, uh, because it, it is very different, you know, they're okay with multiple trips a week and, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of insane. So I think it's, it, there is something about having pride in your produce department and, and, and making sure that the customer feels welcome in it, I guess would be the right way to put that. I don't know if that's, does that make sense? I don't know. I, I think so. Well, cause you, you think about the, uh, you know, the prol- proliferation of things like social media and apps and, and just all these ways that a lot of times people are not only, you know, physically running from thing to thing and activity to activity, but we've got so much in our minds from all these different ways we're engaging both, you know, in, in the physical space around us and in the digital world as well, it can feel pretty chaotic. So like you said, when you walk into a produce department and there's a place for everything, it's neat, it's intentionally done, it's aesthetically pleasing, it can be a nice little, you know, escape 
from the chaos of everything that's going on is um maybe that sounds you know over dramatic maybe that's going overboard in, in our uh, estimation of the impact of, of, of a wonderful produce department but i mean i know i have actually felt that way walking into you know a well-done well-run store and the mm -hmm. produce department in particular so i can't be the only one <laughs> well and honestly there's something to be said about going into uh, retail stores and employees you know making sure everything's in its place which uh, there's something about the care of that that's important you know um and uh and 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 especially now with how in-depth you can go as far as like knowing where your food's coming from knowing everything that like information is knowledge and information is power but information is also overwhelming so yep. <laughs> you know it's 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 really interesting and I think, honestly, I think that's what I, uh, you know, for me personally, I think that's what I love about seeing the displays is, you know, when you, when you're, when you merchandise, you're like, wow, that's like really clever, really good job, you know, and, and as a person that works in watermelon, that's how I want my product to look all the time, you know, yeah, like this looks beautiful. <laughs> Like they took the time to make this beautiful, make this a beautiful thing. And yes, watermelon is huge and a lot to deal with sometimes. But if you, <laughs> if you take the time to merchandise it properly, you know, even if it's something like, you know, if it's not moving and you just rotate the product, it might move, you know, mm -hmm. or hmm, maybe people need to know how to select it. Let me put something up on that you know, or if your customers are more into recipe ideas, hmm, let me put some recipe cards out that they might, that might encourage them to try something new, even if it's in the fresh cut section versus a whole section, you know, so just little merchandising here and there, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, in, in, and we can finish up on this, but to that point too, it doesn't have to be everything all at once. You can experiment with bits and pieces and see what resonates, right? And just for a period of time, we're going to focus on this. Um, this did 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 resonate, didn't resonate. Okay, now we're going to try this this tactic, right? And it's just that little fine tuning process because it will be a little bit different, probably from you know store to store. Um, but then also being able to share those learnings between stores, I think, is a really another really cool thing that can come out of that contest process. Is you get folks, you know, in competition, you know, with each other. And so the, that those friendly competitive juices flowing, but then at the end of the day, sharing, hey, this worked really well for us. I know you guys are in a similar kind of neighborhood. It might work well for you too, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a ton of learning opportunity um, constantly, I think, inherent in merchandising, which is another thing that makes it really fun. Yes. I mean, I think every day, you know, you can learn something just walking into a store, any store, you'd be like, oh, I've never seen that before. I should, I should look into that, you know, kind of thing. You're not, you're not like stealing because at the end of the day, you just want everybody to buy more produce, you know, like a hundred percent. I know that there's competition among stores, but I think in general, you just, we just want people to buy produce. I want everybody to buy watermelon. Period. You know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, 
Excellent. Well, Julie Mar, thank you so much for, for spending the time to, to give us some behind the scenes of the contest and some of the cool things you guys have seen in recent years. We'll certainly uh, await the results when those are available, but thank you so much for, for spending some time with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you one more time to Julie Mar. We'll thank our listeners as well, and we will see everybody again next week on the Produce Retail Podcast. <laughs>